Would you like some cake? I'm not supposed to. Don't worry so much about not supposed to. Live a little. And that's from the movie Chocolat, a fabulous movie. And think about your own childhood. Were there times, or did you have a mother or a father or maybe a grandmother who just tried to put you in a straight jacket? It was like the straight jacket view of life. You couldn't breathe. You always had to watch, am I sitting properly? Am I chewing properly? Am I eating properly? Well, How do you parent? How do you not make the mistake of putting your kids in a straight jacket and not make the opposite mistake either of being hands-off and my kids can do whatever they want and really being parents who are relatively indifferent to your kids. You just let them do whatever they want. With me today is Cornelia Lockich and she has her master's in education and she's been a Montessori teacher for 10 years. Her specialty is with preschoolers and toddlers. But listen up, because the principles that she talks about with preschoolers or toddlers, you can apply to older kids, and you will even be able to apply to maybe your spouse and other people in your life. So how do you end up enjoying parenting, that's our topic, rather than regretting that you ever had kids? And welcome, Cornelia. Hi, Ellen. Thank you so much for having me. Oh, thank you for being on the show. And talk a little bit about the Montessori method. That's your training. Yes, it is. Uh, Montessorians often describe their method as an aid to life. Now, Dr. Montessori identified that within every child is the adult that he is going to become. And so childhood is that time period when the new adult is being created. So our goal as teachers and as parents is to help the unfolding of that process to the utmost. Or in Montessori language, we say to help the child reach his fullest potential. So what that means is we want him to discover his strongest values, his favorite subjects, that he can make good choices, and that we're there to encourage him where he feels weakest and just generally help him to be the best that he can be. I wish I had a Montessori education. <laughs> uh, it, is, it is Because it builds confidence because they're learning how to make their own choices, it sounds like, and you're not telling them what they should do, what they should value in life, whether it's you have to go to soccer. I love soccer. I was in soccer. You have to go to soccer. Yeah. You know, to your kid, it's more, well, what do you enjoy? You introduce them to multiple different hobbies, and then you let them choose. And that is how Dr. Montessori um, designed her multi-age classrooms where there is a, there are specially designed materials that essentially guide the children in the basic areas of study. So language development, math, and geography, music, sensorial education, etc. And the children have freedom of choice and freedom of movement within the classroom to choose from their repertoire of um, activities that they've been shown. And they learn amazingly quickly. Uh, I, I just remember with my own kids, they went to a Montessori school, that they learned to read at a young age. And then my son had to break away from a Montessori school, and one of his new teachers in preschool told, because he had gone to Montessori school very young, preschool said, oh no, you never should have taught him to read till his wis- his, till some teeth came in certain teeth uh-huh. and, you, and it was she was teaching him all about fairies and fairy tales and it's like no these kids can learn amazingly well you are now a parenting coach 
and you have a website that's uh, where you have three simple child management secrets that Montessori teachers know. You're a Montessori teacher, and no parent should be without. And your website's www.guideyourchild.com. What are one or two ways, Cornelia, that you benefited from the Montessori method with your own child, with your own daughter? You know, in many ways, it surprised me when I was a new mom how much my Montessori background guided me. And even as when my daughter was an infant, I felt like um, the discoveries that I had and the understanding I had from Montessori guided me in understanding her better. Um, For example, Dr. Montessori identified sensitive periods in a child's life. These are times when a child focuses on a certain skill almost to the exclusion of all others. So when, for example, my my child started to wake up seven times a night because she discovered how to stand up in her crib, <laughs> it, it became easier to understand, not less tiring to deal with, of course, but yeah. reasonable and, and oh, well, almost reasonable and even admirable because you can see the determination in her and the, just the drive to grow and improve and expand her, um, her sphere of influence in her life. Rather than saying, I can't believe she's up again, she's driving me crazy, I don't know why I ever had kids, yeah. and I need to discipline her, and I need to yell at her, or spank her. she's being her. bad, or something. She's being bad, right. Instead, if you see it as, this is your fresh vision of parenting, you see it as, she's learning to stand, and she's practicing, and she's so energized. Look yeah. at her. <laughs> And it's still, as you say, it's very tiring, so hopefully you and your hubby will take turns <laughs> going in. And, oh, yeah. Uh, you always need help. <laughs> yeah. Uh, so uh, tell me, why can't you just go by gut feelings as a parent? Well, going by gut feelings really leaves you without, um, in a way, without anything up your sleeve to help you in those times of um, frustration and and to help you read your child. Those young kids, before they're verbal especially, can be very hard to understand. And it's full of misinterpretation um, that I think get parents, gets parents into conflicts that are otherwise avoidable. Right. I've heard parents say to me, you know, my toddler is just like my ex. Awful. And you just, how can your toddler be just like your ex? They're developing their own mind, their own, they don't even know about horseback riding or other values in life. And you're, you're saying that they're a bad person, just like your ex. Uh, so we, we project onto kids, you know, or my, my son's turning out just like my father was. Right. And they're what? They're one, one year old? Yes, exactly. Yeah. Or, you know, he never listens to me when he's, brings things in the house from outside to show you that he's not supposed to bring in. So instead of a, my, my idea is instead of um, approaching that from he never listens to me, which just leads to um, a, a reaction, and, in, and instead I guide parents to stop, observe, take a little time to think about and um, assess what is, what is he really doing? Is he just is he collecting things for some reason? Is he showing you something special he found outside 
what's going on. So it's tuning into your child much more. Listen, we're down to the last minute. Um, parenting is a learned skill. And when you have the wrong teacher, you learn the wrong methods. But Cornelia Lockage is a wonderful teacher. And she is. you are also a parenting coach. And people can reach you by going to your website, www guideyourchildoneword.com and you have a you have a, a free special report that you offer people with wonderful tips in it and you also have a newsletter right yes i do um, it comes out every 2 weeks and it's a it's a great way to find out more about my guide your child parenting method right so whether you're a grandparent dealing with the little ones or a parent and you want some more skills definitely go to www.guideyourchild.com listen thank you so much for joining us today thank you El. And I'm Dr. Ellen Kenner and the show is The Rational Basis of Happiness. I'm a clinical psychologist and write down my number, toll free one eight seven seven Dr. Kenner, and you can give me a call next week and we can talk about something that's going on in your life. Here's an excerpt from The Selfish Path to Romance, the Serious Romance Guidebook by clinical psychologist Dr. Ellen Kenner and co-author Dr. Edwin Locke. The platonic view that sexual enjoyment is shameful or wrong is profoundly insulting and unjust. Your body, with its capacity for sexual pleasure, is neither good nor evil. It is a fact of your nature. You are born with it, and thus it's outside your realm of choice. To feel condemned for your sexual capacity is to make a mockery of morality. Choice enters in, not with your capacity to experience pleasure, but with how, when, and with whom you express and enjoy your sexual capacity. These choices are determined by the judgment of your mind, not by your body. You can download Chapter 1 for free by going to drkenner.com and buy it at amazon.com.